0: God bless
1: you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Father, we bless your name this morning. And we are grateful to you for the opportunity to hear a word and to receive a message from you. I pray for everyone listening to me today that all will be greatly blessed and impacted. I ask that you will anoint me this morning, anoint my lips, and as I bring your word to your people, use me for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' mighty name, and let the people of God say Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a hat clap, mighty one. I don't think that what you just did honors the Lord. God bless you, my friends, and I'm you sure. may be seated. It's good to see all of you and you're welcome to church this morning. Um, Thank you, Voices of Restoration. Now that song is about heaven. And the simple message in the song is if I get to heaven and there are no streets of gold, if I get to heaven and there are no white, pearly gates. If I get to heaven, and I don't see any of the sites that we read about, I think that heaven will be all right because Jesus will be there. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. all the plenty talking. That's the summary of the message. This morning, I want to share a message with you, which is a question. And the title of my message is, what do you have? What do you have? Look into the face of your neighbor and ask your neighbor, what do you have? What did your neighbor say? I don't have anything. Or I don't know. Let's get into the word of God, shall we? And we are going to read a number of scriptures. And I want you to look in your Bible. And follow closely as we read. Let's start from Exodus chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Exodus 4, 1 and 2. Then we will jump to verse verse Mm. 17. But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? what is that in your hand underline that in your bible what is that in your hand a shepherd's staff moses replied verse 17 of exodus 40. Exodus four, I pardon. And take your shepherd's staff with you. And use it to perform the miraculous signs I have shown you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now turn to first Kings chapter 17, verse 8 to 15. First Kings 17, verse 8 to 15. Then the Lord said to Elijah go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, no, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God. That I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. May you always have a lot of food in your house. May your pantry never run dry. May you never find yourself in a position to speak these same words. That I don't have any food in the house. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If your amen is loud, then this blessing will be more certain in your spirit. Amen. She said, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar. And a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jar. Just say, asakra. So, you can underline that. Because she's explaining what she has. I have only a handful of flour left in the jar. And a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jar. She continued and said, I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. And then my son and I will die. Somebody say, oh. oh. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you have said. But make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. So it's just a handful of flour and a little oil in a jar. Have you gone looking for oil to fry egg before, and when you checked the bottle, it was finished, except a little small oil at the bottom? So then you shake it and then you can hit the top sometimes you leave it upside down for a while hoping that by the grace and divine provision of god some oil will seep out into the frying pan may you always have oil in the house amen For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again in difficult moments may you always receive divine provision amen may heaven supplies your needs during a time amen. of farming shout i receive it I three receive times it. number two I receive it. number three I receive it. and shout aloud amen, amen. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. We are reading the Bible. Is it a problem when you come to church and we read the Bible? So can I continue reading? Or you are already tired? You cannot be tired. And even if you are tired, I will still read. Mark 6 34 to the, 34 to 44. Mark 13 say, you and nine. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat. And he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote area and it's already getting late send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat but Jesus said you feed them with what they asked will have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. Right here you can see the difference between a good shepherd and a highling. Uh A good shepherd never ignores the needs Of the people that he is shepherding. He is not devoid of the challenges of the sheep. He is concerned about them. And that is what all good pastors are supposed to do. We must genuinely be concerned about the people God has placed Under us, the attitude of the highland is send them away. Whatever happens to them, I can't worry myself about it. They should take care of themselves. I have my own problems, so always note that the difference between a good pastor. And one who is like a highling. But that is another message for another day. It continues. Verse 31. How much bread do you have? He asked. Underline that in your Bible. How much bread do you have? He asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported we have five loaves of bread and two fish. What did they have? I cannot hear you. Five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish. Look up toward heaven and bless them. It was just five loaves of bread. And two pieces of fish. But he thanked God. And blessed them. Whatever you have. Little though it may look. Learn to always thank God. And he will bless what you have. Did I hear somebody say amen? Amen then breaking the loaves into pieces he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people he also divided the fish for everyone to share they all ate as much as they wanted and afterward the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. <laughs> a total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Look into <inaudible> the face of your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it's a miracle. It may interest you to know that this was not the only time that Jesus fed the multitude. Jump with me to Mark chapter 8 verse 1 to 9 about this time another large crowd had gathered and the people ran out of food again Jesus called his disciples and told them I feel sorry for these people they have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat If I send them home hungry, they will faint along the way, for some of them have come a long distance. Can you see again the heart of a good shepherd? He,
0: He
1: didn't just say, send them away. Let everybody go and get their food. However they get home, it's entirely up to them. I've kept them here for a convention. It's about midnight. I have not made any arrangement for them to get home. However they get home, it is on to them. Somebody say, forgive Lord. His disciples replied, how are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness Jesus asked how much bread do you have underline that also in your bible how much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they replied. The earlier miracle, they had how many loaves? Five. Five. This time they had seven. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, Thank God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to his disciples, who distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found too. So, Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. They ate as much as they wanted. May you always have enough to eat. Amen. As much as you want. Amen. Can, may you be able to go for extra. Amen. I mean, when the food is nice, you want to have a little more. So is that not so? No, I don't know. Tell your neighbor, I want more. You shall have more in this life. Amen. Amen. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were about 4,000 men in the crowd that day and Jesus sent them home after they had eaten so the first time they were 5,000 the second time they were 4,000 so if there is a bible quiz or quails and they are asking on how many different occasions did Jesus multiply food for the multitudes you say how many times two times how many men were there in the first instance? 5,000. And how many were they in the second instance? 4,000. Hallelujah. Amen. One more scripture for the road. Yes. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out. My husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. But now, a creditor has come. Threatening to take my two sons as slaves, may you never get to such desperation Amen. in your life, and may God deliver you from all kinds of terrible occurrences Amen. in the name of Jesus. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked, Tell me, what do you have in the house? Underline that in your Bible, what do you have? In the house, Again, I will her response, nothing at all except a flask of olive oil. She replied, and Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors, then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars. Setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she failed one after another soon every container was full to the brim. bring me another jar she said to one of her sons there aren't any more he told her And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on what is left over. May you receive a miracle of divine supply in the name of Jesus. And may God deliver you from every debt. Amen. Amen. May God provide you the means to pay off every debt Amen. that you owe. Amen. Receive it. May God take every shame and reproach out of your Amen. life. Amen. Because you owe somebody. Amen. A time and a season is coming in your life, Jesus. When you will no longer need to borrow from anyone. Amen. You will rather be the one people will come to. Amen. To come and borrow. Amen. And when it is time to pay you back. May you look with kindness unto them. Amen. And say, take it along with you. Amen. I have more than I can spend. Amen. I have more than I can use. Amen. I have more than I can carry. If somebody shouts a loud amen, this story amen. will be your story. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. And the title of my message again is What Do You Just Have? A in a war. You know, in our walk with God. <inaudible> it is important for us to understand two very important points. The first point is that it is actually the will of God that our needs are met. And he actually takes pleasure in meeting our needs. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. It is actually the will of God that your needs are met. And as a matter of fact, he is happy when he meets your needs. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. Keep on asking and you receive what you ask for. This was one of my favorite verses. Matthew 7, 7. When I was growing up as a Christian. Because it used to accompany every request that I made. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened whatever you ask God for may you receive it amen whatever you seek may you find amen and any door that you knock on may the door be opened unto you can I hear your loudest amen amen You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? In other words, we are so bad but we know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more the good God will he not take pleasure in giving good things to us? Every good thing that you need to make your life comfortable, may God cause you to receive it. In the name of Jesus, so the first point that you must understand is that it is the will of God that our needs are met and he actually takes pleasure in meeting those needs then the second point that you must get is that in saving us God has a plan to use us for his purpose. in saving us he has a plan to use us. For his purposes. Ephesians 2:10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. That is describing the born again experience. So we are born again so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago there are good things that God wants to do by you and through you and in saving us he's had a plan in place to use us for his purposes now To meet our needs and to use us, God will often look at what we have and work with it. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll say that again. I'll say that again. In order for God to meet our needs, and for Him to use us ever so often, this is what he will do. Say He will look for what you have. And that's what he will work with. He doesn't look at what you don't have. He looks at what you have. Little or much. And that's what he works with. And that's what he uses. And that's what he blesses. So, in the scriptures that I read to you, we see Moses receiving a visitation from God. God appears to him and tells him, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to use you. Moses said, me? God said, yes, you. He asked God, me, me? And God said, yes, you, you. I will work with you. And Moses must have explained to God. You have come to the wrong place. I don't have anything. I am here thinking about myself. Once upon a time. I was a prince of Egypt. I grew up in the house of the king. I grew up in the king's palace. I was known as one of the princes of Egypt. Today, I am a fugitive. And there is a price on my head. Because I was trying to help my peoples. I was trying to help my peoples. And it didn't go well. They rejected me. So I ended up in this desolate place to take care of sheep. I said I was a prince. Now I am a shepherd. How had the mighty fallen? And you have come to me. I don't have anything that you can use. Please, you've made a mistake. Go and look for somebody else. Then God asked him a question. What do you have? In your hand? Hand. I have heard everything that you said. But they don't move me. I am only interested in one thing. What do you have in your hand? Hand. He said, I have a rod. And God explained to him. Through this rod, it's just an ordinary rod, hand. just a stick it doesn't look impressive it doesn't even look strong it's just an ordinary stick but God said to Moses this stick that you're say, you are know, holding it's okay with me I will use it and through this stick some powerful miracles will be, be wrought through that stick a snake appeared. Through that stake, all the waters of Egypt were turned to blood. Through that stake, frogs were summoned and invaded the entire land of Egypt. Through that stake, lies were released into the land of Egypt. Through that stick, (inaudible) locusts were released (inaudible) upon the land. (inaudible) Through that stick, thunder and lightning were summoned. Through that stick, (inaudible) the Red Sea was split (inaudible) into (inaudible) two. Through that stick, water was released from the rocks. Through that stick when the people of Israel fought against the Amalekites, God gave his people a resounding victory over their enemies. as Moses held up that stick Moses Through that stick that little stick that insignificant-looking stick that stick that you can easily ignore and tell yourself and you can just throw it away through that stick all these miracles were worked out ask your neighbor what do you have in your hand Jesus is preaching one day. And a large crowd had gathered. And they had stayed with him for days. It was getting late. The people had to go back home. But the good pastor felt that something bad can easily happen to them as they go. So he wanted to do something to help the people. I want to do something to help them. He said, we need to find some food for them to eat. When he said that, the disciples thought he was crazy. That maybe he's been in the sun for too long. So it is affecting his thinking. He said, Jesus. If say you know, they see what they happen for here. Look at the people here. And for your information, it is only the men that were counted. There must have been a lot of women and children. So perhaps we are looking at a crowd of more than twelve thousand people. Perhaps. And you, Jesus, you are saying that. We should find food for these 12,000 people to eat. Have you taken out somebody for lunch before? Just one person. Christopher! Have you taken somebody to lunch before? How? <laughs> it's not easy at all. If you go and do two as <laughs> it. So if you get somebody who also likes food, uh-huh. because there are some people when you are eating and you invite them to eat some, they eat more than you. The guns say I fe noche. So, if you are trying to woo a sister and you say that you are taking her to Frankie's or to KFC, KFC. Brother, check yourself well hmm. When you say that her response oh, will be there, oh, maybe a KFC me <laughs> pill KFC me hey. pill If you hear those words start praying for yourself <laughs> Because you are thinking that you are just going to buy streetwise too. (laughs) (laughs) So she's looking for a big bowl, seven pieces of chicken. You will be sitting with her. She will finish everything and chew the bones in addition. Then you now you will know that I have met my meat. Clap your hands for Jesus. And I should also say that can I get some takeaway for the road? Hey. Jesus asked, what is there? What's available? What do you have? I'm sure that as they were answering him, they were asking as, why do we even have to bother to tell him? Because what we are saying, It sounds so ridiculous. Five loaves of bread. Two pieces of fish. That's all we have. He said, bring. Prayed over it. Blessed it. And started breaking them. When he started, the guys were looking at him. I said, your master, a boom. (laughs) And I'm sure so they started thinking how are we going to save ourselves from this embarrassment? Right before their eyes. Mm-hmm. As he kept breaking the bread, the fish. Mm-hmm. They weren't finishing. Mm-hmm. They would take to one group mm-hmm. and come back there's more mm-hmm. for another group. Everybody ate mm-hmm. and were full. Mm-hmm. You know sometimes you go for a party. a party you see. And they are sharing food. When they give their food to you, (laughs) your response is, oh. (laughs) Oh. Is that all? (laughs) Some of you, you've been fighting at parties (laughs) and at (laughs) wedding receptions. (laughs) Let me give you a free piece of advice. (laughs) When they invite you to a party, (laughs) eat before you go. Even if they tell you that it's a buffet, Because most of Ghanaian buffets are controlled. (laughs) So there are people standing there. Uh (laughs) Then look at the woman. Then look at the plate. Then look at the woman. And the woman, she's thick and tall. There's a look on her face that says, Madam, no nonsense. If you like, open your mouth and complain. (laughs) Everybody ate. And they were all fake. What did they have? Five loaves of bread. Two pieces of bread. And I if that was not enough. <inaudible> On <inaudible> another occasion, <inaudible> this time the men that were counted were four thousand. Similar situation. Just seven loaves <inaudible> of bread, <inaudible> and the fishes were so small that <inaudible> there was not <inaudible> even a need <meat> to mention. <inaudible> Once again, Jesus thanked God, <inaudible> blessed what he had, <inaudible> and gave the instruction <inaudible> to distribute. All of them ate. <inaudible> and were full (inaudible) what did they have (inaudible) seven loaves of bread then the last scripture was about the prophet (inaudible) Elisha a widow comes to him (inaudible) and says my creditors are after me my husband owed him (inaudible) and died without settling his debts. (inaudible) (inaudible) and now this guy is after me and He says that if he has to sell my two sons to settle the debt, that's what he's going to do because in those days things like that could happen. Elisha asked her, What do you have in the house? What do you have in the house? What do you have? Her first statement was, I have nothing. And I think she remembered that, oh, I have a little flask with some small oil in it. So have you seen the small bottle of Borges mm-hmm. oil? Maybe something as small as that. And the oil that was left was very small. So that's what I have. Then a prophetic word came from. Go and borrow jars, vessels from from your neighbors. Collect as many as you can. And when you get back home, enter the room with your children and close the door. And you just start pouring out. You and I probably would have looked into the prophet's face. Tell him that, hey, Papa, you are not well. Is that not (laughs) so? If you don't have anything better to tell me, don't set me off on a futile exercise. Maybe she thought that the man of God would say, I have some money somewhere. (laughs) Come and collect and go and pay off the debt. He didn't say anything like that. He sent her away to go and collect bottles and come and pour oil. But I thank God that she believed. She she didn't understand I don't think she understood what was happening but she believed and she obeyed she poured out the oil and filled out all the justice. there was no more empty jar that is when the oil ceased. <inaudible> which means that for as long as they were empty jars. The supply would never have ended. The prophet told them go and sell. Pay off your debt. And use the rest. To take care of yourself. But the question he asked. What do you have in the house? So what is the Lord saying to us today? Remember what I said at the beginning. That God. Wants to meet your needs. And God. Wants to use you. But ever so often. He's going to look at what you have. So when God comes to you. That is what he's looking out for. What do you have? All of us need to get to a point to be able to trust God with what we have. Little though it may be. Insignificant though it may look. But understand that in the master's hand your little becomes much. Amen. So, And you have to get to the point of trusting him with whatever you have. We sit back often and We lament. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. And a common chorus you hear often from people is that if only I had this. If only I had 10,000 cities. If only I had 5,000 cities. All my problems would be solved. But there are people who have 10,000. But their problems are still not solved. It's a deception to think that once you have it, things will change forever. And let me tell you that enough is never enough. Enough is never enough. So often God comes to us and He's looking for what you have. What do you have? he wants to bless you but he is asking what do you have can you trust me with what you have can you believe in me with what you have it's just 500 Ghana cities but can you trust me with it and trust me for the wisdom and the guidance and the direction to use that 500 cities five to do something and with everybody. it. The problem with many people, well, how people don't want to say. is that instead of trusting God with what they have, so, yeah, they are sitting there lamenting because of what they don't have and that is why things do not get better in our lives that is why things don't change so you look at what you have and it's like it's nothing but I'm saying to you today correction the spirit of God is saying to you today that whatever you have you can trust God with it. 18, 18, 18, 18, mm-hmm. And you'll be amazed at what will, at what will come out of it. <inaudible> Through the rod, <inaudible> amazing miracles were <inaudible> worked <out. inaudible> Through the five loaves of bread, seven loaves of bread, <inaudible> multitudes were fed. <inaudible> A little oil turned <inaudible> 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 to Plenty. And could settle the widow's death. And so you must. Believe God. To use the little that you have. And through his powerful touch. That little will become much for you. Don't sit there and continue Whining and complaining and crying, I don't have anything. I don't have anything, I don't have any helper. I am not blessed, I'm not fortunate. Every time you sing that song, the response from God is, What do you have? So it may be a little money. A little idea. idea. a little gift. a little talent. a little ability. A little skill. There is nobody listening to me today who doesn't have something. The quantums may vary. Some have much, some have little. But everybody has something. And your life will never get better until you recognize that I have something. So you say, I wish God will use me. But I don't have anything that he can use. use. You have a little desire. And it's enough. That desire. If you operate by that desire. You'll be amazed at what God will use you to accomplish. So hear thou the word of the Lord to you today. What do you have? Don't just sit there and wither away. Don't just stay there and die out of desperation. Don't continue sitting there living a frustrated life because you are looking for something else, and that thing often turns out to be a mirage. It's an illusion. What you need to focus on is what I have. So, you've been looking for a job for some time now. Nothing is coming out. So, ask yourself what do I have? What do I have? I am strong. There are things I can do. I have this little idea. Let me explore it. But to just sit there and waiting for a benefactor to come your way. For somebody to come and say, I was there and the Lord said to me, Give 20,000 Ghana CDs to brother Isaac. Is it impossible? It's not impossible. But many times his focus will be on what do you have. If you take this message and begin to run with it, you will see the mighty hand of God's provision in your life like you never experienced before. It's about time that you rise up and say to him, God, What I have may not be much. But I know that it can be multiplied through your touch. So here you are. Take this little money. Take this little ability. Take this little gift. And do something with it. Meet my needs with this. Use me with this. And let all the glory be given to you. At the end of the day. What do you have? May the spirit of God help you to answer that Amen. question. Rise to your feet and put your hands together for Jesus. Lift up your hands and thank the Lord. And begin to speak to God and reaffirm your trust and your confidence in him pray that Holy Spirit help me to identify what I have what you have given to me some may have five talents some may have two some may have one but everybody has something and whatever you have God is able to use to work out his purposes speak to the lord speak to the lord in the name of jesus yes. speak to the lord
2: speak to the lord lift up your voice Li bonzi capandere by Adadaba,
1: Lipadola, Dola Badi, Speak to the Lord, speak to the Lord, speak to the Lord, Rapa de Rapa de
2: Rata Savarianta Sabadi by Yatasabadaba. I must see capanderebo shete Say, God, this is what I have in my hands.
1: This is what I have in my hands.
2: Multiply them for me. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Every head bar and every eye closed. One of the things that you have to do for God to multiply things that you have in your hands is to know Jesus as your Lord and personal
1: Savior.
2: And when you know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, it means that you have a relationship with Him. And now He can come and bless what you have in your hands. Maybe you are here this morning, someone invited you to church. And you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You don't have a relationship with the Lord. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want him to come into my life. I want him to be the Lord of my life. Can you help me, Pastor? Yes, I can help you. To pray a prayer. You want to lift up your right hand with me? If you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to have a relationship with him. Let us pray this prayer together. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you this morning thank you for dying on the cross just because of me.
1: This
2: morning, I know that I'm a sinner. I am not righteous. But I thank you for your blood. And through that blood, I can experience heaven.
1: This
2: morning, I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me just the way I am. I am saved. Say, I am saved. I am born again in Jesus' name. Amen.